Hi everyone, welcome back to Generational Differences. This is Hannah. And this is Hillary. And today we have a very special episode. Uh, We're going to be talking about the married life. <laughs> so special. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking, I'm going to be talking to Hillary a little bit about um, being married. We actually just got back from Mexico last week at Hillary's wedding. Yeah, my second wedding. Her second, well, <laughs> to the same person, the, <laughs> oh, same, person. the same person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I got, uh, my husband and I got married last December. I can't remember if we mentioned that on the podcast at all, or if he just like suddenly became my husband um, when I refer to him on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, Diego and I got married last December, officially like at a courthouse wedding in uh, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But last week... We all went to Acumal, Mexico, which is um, like an hour and a half away from Cancun. And we got this really beautiful villa and just had our families out there with a private chef, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And the villa had like a swimming pool that extended inside the house, which was dope. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And we just chilled and swam and went to the beach um, and went to like a natural swimming hole which is called a cenote one of the days we went to a bunch of those um so yeah we were just chilling and getting sunburnt and eating lots of good food and just relaxing like i don't know that we've all been that relaxed in a long time (laughs) true 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 it was a great time i think everyone had a great time it was a did you mention it was a very small like uh family wedding so it was pretty intimate yeah oh and we got married yeah (laughs) we like (laughs) At a ceremony on Sunday, uh, last Sunday, like, we're filming, we're recording this on Sunday, June 19th, and we got, uh, we had our ceremony on June 12th, so it's been a week, and that Ooh. was really fun too. It was just like, it, since it was just family, it was casual, like we did a little bit of the pomp and circumstance, like walking down the aisle, and like Diego hadn't seen my dress um, until then, and stuff like that, and we took a lot of photos, mm-hmm. um, and we did our vows, which was really sweet. Yeah, it was really sweet. It was really touching, and uh, it was just a good time. I wish I was back in the in Mexico now. I think I. Uh, me too. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to talk to Hillary a little bit about marriage for for today, because I think we, I mean, we talk about it, but I don't think I've actually asked you like how you feel and like what it means to you and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Let's go. I've been married now for six months officially, so I would say that I'm I'm an expert <laughs> <laughs> with a vast uh, vast knowledge and experience. Yeah, well, more than me, so it would be uh, good to learn about it. I guess first of all, I want to know like if you feel like your relationship has changed at all since being married, or do you predict it's going to change, or like what do you see? Good question. I get asked this a lot, actually. And I asked people this before I got married. Because, like, before I got married, I was, like, had lots of anxiety about it. Like, lots of questions. Just wondering just how you make such a, quote-unquote, monumental decision. Which it is a big decision. Um, And it obviously makes a lot of difference in your life and stuff, like, legally. (laughs) But um, Mm -hmm. I'm a staunch believer now, six months in, and also before we got married, that I don't think your relationship should change once you get married. Like, especially I don't think that people should get married 
thinking that like it will fix problems in their relationship mm-hmm. or that like it will just you know it'll help make things yeah a lot better or be just really different in some sort of way because my view is you get married to like recognize your relationship under the law to like declare your commitment to the world to like make it quote unquote hopefully permanent um, for the rest of your life I think for because it's for those kinds of like more I don't know how to like they're not like superficial but they're like a lot of them are like outward facing or like there's just certain benefits to doing it um but because Mm -hmm. it's for those kinds of reasons there needs to be like a very strong underlying relationship before you decide to make that decision and then because of that getting married should just be another day and it's like a really fun party and a really fun celebration with everyone to to show your love and celebrate your love but then after that you just go back to having this awesome relationship that you had before Mm. (laughs) so for Diego and me I would say like not much has changed the biggest things that have changed are now we just have a lot more fun calling each other husband and wife. We're like, oh my god, hey, husband, hey. Yeah. Uh, which is fun. And we wear rings, so our hands are slightly heavier, and like we had to get accustomed to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since Diego got married, he actually, like six months ago, he actually, now it feels weird when he doesn't wear his ring because he wears it all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. And I wear mine like most of the time, but <clears throat> not like when I work out and I, I don't, I just don't wear it as consistently as he does. Yeah. And so he's, he's really gotten used to it. So that's, that's it. Those, those are the main changes. I, I, at this point in my life, I'm 29 and in the next few years to give myself a vague timeline, no promises, mom or dad. <laughs> uh, but in the next few years, I think we're, we're going to be thinking about children and at this point, I think that it's going to be children that really, like, challenges our relationship in a new way. Because Diego and I have been together, like, for five years. And we've been through a lot of different stresses and joys and just life things together. Mm-hmm. But kids, like, even though we have cats, <laughs> obviously, it's, it's, like, immensely different. And so <laughs> to have a human child. Um, and I think that will be the biggest, like test or like shift in what our lives look like Um, and hopefully the strong relationship that we've built up until that point will help us then transition into being really good and caring parents but yeah no we'll see (laughs) how it goes no definitely definitely you definitely will be strong and caring but um (laughs) also you get to file your taxes together right oh right right right, yeah we file our we filed our taxes together for the first time earlier this year it was great. I think we saved like 20 bucks. So, woo. <laughs> Government coming through with the benefits. When did you know that you wanted to be married? Like in general, like not, not to, to Diego, Diego but in general, yeah. It's a really good question. I feel like it's not something I actually thought about that consciously. I think it's probably just something that was like spoon fed to me as a societal expectation for what you do when you grow up. Mm-hmm. I, I like, that's just the honest truth. Um, and I think a lot of women especially get that, but I think in general, we're just taught that like, you know, that's what you do once you're an adult and you find someone that you love, you get married. But I think nowadays, at least more and more people are like questioning that. And they're like, well, maybe I don't need to get married. Cause like why beyond like some of these, like, government benefits and stuff like why do why is it necessary it's just a societal like custom and structure Mm 
-hmm. but for me so for me I think it was just something that I didn't really think about that consciously and but then when it got to the point that I met the right person or the person that I started having conversations together uh with Diego about marriage then I started asking myself like is this really is this what I want to do like what are the benefits of doing this or like what does it mean what does it signify to the two of us um and like part of it is like we love each other and we want to be together forever and so we should get the benefits (laughs) and get it recognized (laughs) by the state but we should I mean if we want to like have this you know signify that our commitment to the world and to everyone like it's also something kind of powerful and beautiful in, in that way but I think that being said like marriage means a lot of different things to different people so there's I don't think there should be any pressure to do it or not do it yeah yeah I think it that's absolutely true and like for me I'm 22 I have no idea what marriage means to me or if it means anything so like it's good to hear um that perspective or your what it means to you yeah Yeah. and I think it's um sometimes tough especially now like we see so many bad or like I don't know I don't like to say failed marriages but like marriages that ended before the people thought it would end right Mm -hmm. and and or like bad um like I don't know fraught um abusive marriages like whatever it is Mm -hmm. um I see those constantly in media in our in my life and so having those kinds of examples around a lot it makes you question more and more like what like what's the point and what will it mean if I get married things like that and I think it's actually really important to ask yourself those questions it is like I said it is a big decision the the reason it's a big decision also is because it just makes it harder to get to like to separate (laughs) like if you marry marry someone you can't just break up you have to like go through this entire process to like break up quote unquote so it just makes it that much more big of a deal I suppose Mm -hmm. no that makes sense I also I looked at a statistic last week that was like I don't know how I always be finding statistics without even like looking for them but <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it said like if you marry from the ages of 28 to 30 like that's the best age to marry like if you want to load like rate up divorce in America. Yo, lit. Okay. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we didn't even yeah, good job. I didn't even look at those stats. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, congrats. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I I I'm curious if you read more of the article, like how they mer- how they measure that, if it was just like looking at the sample of people, the ages that they got married and whether they got divorced, because I feel like, I don't know, I'm not a scientist, but I feel like there could be lots of other factors involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's definitely true. I think the article was like, oh, you shouldn't get married too young because like, look at this, mm. these stats, which is, I think is valid. But... I think part partially valid, like, I don't want to shame people who yeah, yeah, get yeah. married young, but I do feel, especially in different like cultures in the U.S. and around the world, mm-hmm. but like your brain is still developing when you're really young. Like people that are getting married as teenagers, it's I just feel like there's a lot of life experience that you need, a lot of relationship experience that you might still be building, um, and like you can be in a long-term relationship, but like jumping into something bigger like marriage and this like long life commitment so early, I think can be tough because you're like still learning how to make all these decisions and develop like who you are at least that's how I felt when I was that young like I could never have made such a (laughs) big decision like 10 uh I don't know like seven ten years ago yeah yeah 
I don't think that's even like on most people's minds. Um, well, I at least okay. I'll just speak for myself. It's not on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess like to turn it back to you, you do. You, what are your thoughts in general on marriage? Or are you still like really trying to develop them? Yes, I think I'm. I'm definitely trying to develop them because I. I think I need to see and hear more about people's experiences being married. A lot yeah. of my friends are getting married and or like are engaged and stuff. So they I feel are? like it. Yeah, I mean, like you know, you see people on Facebook and oh yeah, like, oh my God, engaged or whatever. Yeah, yeah <laughs> with like babies and stuff. I'm like, oh wow, okay. Uh, that's oh yeah. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Last life. <laughs> yeah, but I also I think it's if I ever do get married like it's it would be a very serious thing for me because mm-hmm. I think I, I think of it as a very big deal and I also have seen like failed marriages or like marriages that have a lot of issues and so I just very I think I have that benefit because I'm like the baby so I see everyone like doing things before <laughs> me and I'm like that's mm, true noted <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like you did mention, you did mention that you you hope that you and Diego can be a good example for me and show like a good model of being married, and I'm really glad that I have that. So yeah, I really do hope that. I said that off the podcast, so you know it's really, really real. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Everything I say here is real too. <laughs> that sounded so okay. I know. <laughs> okay, I also wanted to uh, talk to you a little bit more about. What, if anything, you hope that your relationship can teach other people about, specifically like younger people um, or people who are not married? Your oh, we forgot to say your wedding was actually on the was it the fiftieth anniversary? Fifty fifth. Fifty fifth anniversary of when interracial marriage became legalized in the U.S. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. It's the, it was the June twelfth, nineteen sixty seven, was when the Supreme Court ruled in a case called uh, Loving v. Virginia, I believe. And it just made interracial marriage legal throughout the country, which, think about that, 1967. Wow, is, <laughs> yeah, pretty late. Um, but finally, and it was brought by this like beautiful couple, uh, interracial couple, a black woman and a white man um, who fought for their love, and um, their last name was Loving. So that's why the oh. case was Loving v. Virginia. And it was just kind of perfect um, because Diego and I are an interracial couple and like in the Chinese calendar, June 12th was a lucky day. And so we were just like, oh, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, so we picked that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's super cool. I also didn't know that it was legalized so late. That's crazy to me. I don't know. Like the fact that interracial marriage used to be illegal feels weird to you. Yeah, very. I mean, it's it's weird and it's not weird, right? Like we know this long history of racism and oppression towards black people, especially in the US and the, mm-hmm. the legacy of slavery. So it's not weird that like there were all these laws um about like racial purity and like trying to keep black people from uh reproducing and trying to keep black people just like oppressed in all these different areas of society Mm -hmm. but at the same time growing up now it's like you see interracial couples all the time and it's like totally a normal like not you don't even blink twice at that um but even just 50 years ago or less uh, people were really blinking a lot of times at that and had a lot of feelings like to the point that they made it illegal to the point that yeah. like people were getting killed and lynched for um, relationships. And so it's weird and it's not weird, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, well, that's interesting because I think still in a lot of cultures, there are 
things holding people back from being in interracial marriages, like cultural values mm. and things like that. So totally. my question was like, you can look at it from an interracial perspective or whatever generational perspective you'd like, but like, what do you hope that your relationship can teach other people about? Well, bringing up the interracial part, I guess I hope that we can just be another example that like it's doesn't fucking matter like what your skin color is when your ethnicity is and like love is beautiful no matter what. But I don't really think about that actively, I suppose. Like I don't, I guess I don't go around the world like identifying incredibly strongly as like an interracial couple. But I think in part that's probably because Diego and I have been lucky to like not really get much um i don't know like we haven't gotten much backlash or like hate or like whatever comments about that at all which we're very lucky and it it probably also speaks to like the people we surround ourselves with where we travel like where we decide to go like we're not spending a lot of time in areas that where we might face that kind of issue um, Mm -hmm. or judgment because of that i'm not like it's not something that i think about constantly when it comes up and like when i think about loving day i'm like it's so beautiful and obviously like our love means so much to me and so thinking about that is really cool but uh don't really think about it on a on a day-to-day but i do hope that it'll be it's another example for people that mm. like who you fall in love with can be anyone <laughs> any race ethnicity gender you know uh any anybody and it can be so beautiful regardless of what other people might think i think the thing i hope that our relationship does Well, actually, sorry, I guess to go back to finish up that thought, in terms of generational differences, I think while we have been lucky to not deal with judgment, like, directly since we've been together, I know that before I started dating Diego, um, I did used to get, like, comments and pushback from people in the Chinese immigrant community and other just, like, Asian communities about who I should be dating, (laughs) essentially, Um, including our parents, but also our parents' friends. Like just, there's like an expectation within that generation of people that I would essentially date someone who's Chinese or white, Yeah, which is, I hate that it includes white because it just speaks to, (laughs) like, (laughs) it just speaks to like how um, whiteness is so valued in the US. Like immigrants here, they're like, yeah, white people are fine like they're top tier with chinese people and i think in a lot of communities like there are these expectations that you'll marry someone within your like same ethnicity for a Mm -hmm. lot of different reasons um but i find i have found that in the chinese immigrant community a lot of it is based in anti-blackness and that is not okay (laughs) i guess just to say like that yeah like there's a lot of there are often comments about like how you can't bring back a black man for, for like someone who's straight yeah. or like a woman who's straight. You can't bring home a black man or like Latinos are also looked down upon. Um, but if you yeah, are going to bring racism. home. It's yeah, just, it's just racism. There's no other reason. <laughs> there's no other reason. It's racism. It's anti-blackness. And there's also this weird thing where it's like if you are going to bring home someone who's not Chinese or white, they have to like be the perfect specimen of a person to like – get past their identity like their ethnicity which is so or their race yeah. which is so mad. like they have to be like this perfect well-spoken um harvard educated yeah. like black man or something you know Ugh, it's so messed up but it's important to say and it's important to be aware because i do hope that like 
our relationship and other interracial relationships out there can continue to abolish those ideas because it's really fucked up for so many different reasons it's so racist um, and it also creates a lot of challenges for people trying to like introduce their partners to their parents and being afraid about like what they'll say if they bring someone home who doesn't meet these like warped expectations yeah yeah i've had a lot of friends who have dealt with that more than i have and so i think it's important to talk about yeah i definitely do agree with that as well Oh, what I, (laughs) yeah, before I went off on race, I was also going to say, I hope that I think from like an internal and like a reflective point of view, maybe not something that comes across obviously to people looking at me and Diego or like observing us, Mm -hmm. but something that I hope that I can like, some kind of advice I hope I can share with like you and other people thinking about marriage is the importance of communication, which sounds incredibly basic. (laughs) And I'm sure I've talked about this before, but I've realized, okay, also like this relationship with Diego is my only, my like longest relationship that I've ever been in. It's also like, I would say the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. And I don't say that lightly because I have been in other quite unhealthy, quite, um, complicated <laughs> relationships mm-hmm. um i guess i also want to say that to to make it so like to make people realize that it's like i'm just like a normal person and i'm not like this like relationship guru like i i also struggled with a lot of shit in college um and diego and i have just kind of figured it out together but communication has been like the whole reason that our relationship has been so strong and so good for the last five years for us, somehow we just we've learned to communicate very patiently very kindly with each other and that's really really hard when conflict comes up it's so easy to want to push them away or um you know raise your voice or get angry but Diego and I rarely get angry at each other and if we do realize we're getting angry we back off we take a little bit of space and then we revisit it and we just always try to approach the conversations with remembering that our even our problems are rooted in love and we just need to figure it out together and we're a team mm-hmm. and it's been a process it's been a process it's hard it's really hard as humans to like put your ego aside and apologize and um, work through things with another person but it's been really really empowering and really yeah um, amazing to see it kind of work out uh, I think that's a really good lesson to to learn like first of all to learn for yourself and in your own relationship but also to teach others about because I think communication is one of those things where it's like it sounds so easy but the majority of people <laughs> can't do it you know so Agreed. and I'm still learning too so that really helps it, yeah and I'm still learning too like each time we have to communicate about something difficult we learn to be even better at it Mm -hmm. but it's really important to me because I see so many couples like fight even in public they're just like observing people random strangers just like fighting and unable to like get past an issue like even very small issues and I just don't want that to be how we deal with stuff especially if we're going to be together for I don't know a lot of years (laughs) um so, but I mean, I, I also think that it's not just in marriage. Like, it's also how you communicate with other people that you love, like your family and mm-hmm. um, your friends and your coworkers, like just learning to communicate directly, but also honestly and with empathy 
it's really, really hard. Um, and it's harder with certain people in your lives. I think it's actually harder for me with our parents. (laughs) I just, I like have a lot easier time controlling my like emotions and my feelings with Diego. Um, but yeah, I think it's just all a process for everyone. Mm, Okay. What, what did you find was like the easiest way to learn how to improve that part of discuss discussing things or difficult things? I think it helps that Diego is like really, he's good communicator already. Um, and so he approaches things with empathy and also his nature is not to get angry or like raise his voice with me or anything like that. It's like totally the opposite. And so that helps. <laughs> but on yeah. my end, I think it's honestly just like a mental process of like when I'm upset, I sit, I breathe or I walk around, but I breathe. I think through like, why am I upset? What can we actually do about it? How can I express this to Diego in a way that will make sense to him, but also not like attack him? Because I think like we all do things that will annoy our partners or like we all mess up certain ways. And so analyzing like, where did I maybe do something that ticked him off? um, But also why am I annoyed? And like, but then the the ultimate question is beyond expressing all of that and apologizing where I need to, it's like, how can we move forward? Because I think a lot of arguments just end with like, well, you suck. No, you suck. No, you did this and you did this. And then it's like, okay, but what then? And like, how can we make sure we don't have to deal with this again in the future? And Mm -hmm. then having a partner who like actually listens and leans in and like then tries to do better um, on both ends. Like hopefully I also am doing that for Diego has been and like seeing that progress together has been helpful mm. but I think that being said it's a very long term thing and we've been mm. working on it for for many years and we continue to so I think also just not expecting it to be like perfect and knowing that there will be points of tension that come up and there will be disagreements and there will be fights but loving each other and like wanting to work it out yeah. um, and giving ourselves the space to do that is important yeah Wow, very well said. Also, it makes me really happy to hear that like you're with someone like Diego because it yeah. also it gives me hope that like they're not all men. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, I had to learn that too. So yeah. uh, okay. Well, last thing I wanted to say was I can't wait to be an aunt, and I can't wait to. Oh my god! <laughs> That's honestly something I'm very much looking forward to. So just fast forward a few years and. <laughs> A little beeb. Well, beeb. I'm planning some big fitness uh, and health goals before <laughs> I have a baby. So we'll keep you all posted on that. But I have some, some big ideas. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for those too. And then we'll pop one out, I guess, probably. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for indulging with me um, in this conversation yeah. about marriage. Yeah. Well, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to add? Not about marriage. Um, I was just going to say, I'm going to transition us seamlessly to the next one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) By saying that everything in Mexico was amazing, and I highly, highly recommend going. Um, And, like, Cancun and Tulum are pretty touristy spots. But if if you're able to 
go to like a little bit more of secluded spots like Akumal or like parts of Tulum that aren't as busy. Um, highly recommend that because it can be very nice and peaceful in these like nice beaches. But what I was going to say is <laughs> there's one thing about Mexico that wasn't the best. It was that the second I landed back from Mexico in Charlotte, I had area for five days. Diarrhea? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why. Now, actually, now that I say it, it probably wasn't even because of anything we had in Akumal. It was probably because of like something I ate in the Cancun airport or just like travel stresses on my bowels or something, but just like terrible yeah. diarrhea. And before we continue on with this next segment, which is going to be about bodily fluids, uh, I want to give a content warning. <laughs> for discussions of poop and puke and blood and probably pee and probably other kinds of bodily fluids because I know that, you know, it could be gross if you're eating something, like maybe come back after you eat. Um, if you don't care, you know, <laughs> listen on. And we love talking about this stuff, but I think it, um, it's fun, but it's also like we want to – break the stigma around sharing stories like this because people are sometimes people are yeah. like oh my god I'm talking about poop oh my god that's gross which yeah it's gross but it's also fun and it's also part of being a human and it can be really funny um and so let's share the experience together <laughs> yeah so i mean i'm i yeah. think we talked a little bit about what we wanted to share but oh also like we've talked a, a bit about our bodily functions too already just like here and there <laughs> like Hannah's blood clot. <laughs> My blood clot. Um... Shout out to episode ten. If you haven't heard us, uh, heard that episode, go and listen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I thought about this week. I thought about some of my stories that I had. A lot of them actually turned out to be when I was a kid, which is a relief. But not all of them. Oh, yeah. Most of mine are from when I was an adult. So <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> should we like build it up we should like go through the years yeah let's let's start when we were children okay so it'd be most of your stories i guess you can start okay so the first story i think i might have i might have mentioned before but i can't remember it's just like the go-to story when i talk about bodily functions as a kid i one time i ate three bananas in a day and then i <laughs> and then i threw up all night because of it <laughs> And, like, I, as a kid, I was, like, like wow, three bananas. Like, looking back on that day as a kid, I was, like, wow, that three bananas is insane. Like, that is an insane <laughs> amount of bananas. No wonder I threw up. Now I'm, like, wow, I just couldn't handle, couldn't handle. Three bananas is a lot of bananas. Is it? Look, it's not, like, throw-up worthy. Not now, but your stomach was so much smaller. And also, I feel like fruit expands. So it's just like, ugh. and also I don't like bananas that much. So it feels gross to me. I loved bananas until that point. And then I, I really don't never go for a banana anymore. So, <laughs> Did you, is that the same time that you hit a banana behind the toilet hoping that no one would see? Yes, yes, yes. So I, wait, wait, why, but so you had three and then you hit one more? Oh, no, no it's not the same day. <laughs> the oh, same okay. Day. <laughs> I think it's due to my aversion to bananas after throwing up. I tried to hide bananas, but anyways. Oh, okay. That's not a Got bodily it. function story. Okay, let's focus on Right, right, right. So I... <laughs> okay, that's a good one. 
speaking of hiding things like (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say I don't think I have any like puking stories when I was a kid kid but I did used to hide my poop not like okay okay yeah yeah (laughs) I did used to hide my poop but like hide it um like what I would do is I think I was like a toddler or something and I would just (laughs) run in circles if I needed to poop but then I would also sometimes like run into a corner poop in my diaper and then no I don't think you wore a diaper I don't think you wore a diaper at that poop in the poop on the ground yeah you pooped on the ground oh no I don't think that's right (laughs) I think it is (laughs) okay well I was a toddler so why was I not wearing a diaper? <laughs> it was a parenting fail. <laughs> well, I swear well, I the I, story was like you I went into like. Ground? Oh, yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure the story was how you pooped on the ground in like a little corner. Oh, okay. I'm like a fucking uh, like an animal just pooping. At least you didn't poop then, like, like in the middle around. of the hallway. Yeah. True. That's true. I was discreet. You're a very neat, neat pooper. <laughs> neat hallway pooper. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I think, honestly, that's the only bodily function story I have from when I was a child. (laughs) Oh, wait. No, no, no. Well, the other thing, like, bodily function-wise and bodily fluid-wise is I used to have a ton of nosebleeds. Like, I don't know Uh if anyone else out there used to have a ton of nosebleeds. I think Diego did, too. (laughs) Like, how frequent? Dude, like, once a week? I don't know. Maybe more than that. At school, too. Like, a lot of times. You know, it was probably because I kept like eating chicken nuggets when I was on lunch duty and stuff and like eating fries and like all those things that make you um, like more inflamed or like in Chinese we say yeah yeah but anyway I would have nosebleeds (laughs) yeah anyway I would have nosebleeds um, in class and I would have to like like ask the well okay first this is so gross but first because I didn't want anyone to see while I went up to the teacher or like before I went up to the teacher to ask to go to the bathroom I would like stop it with my sleeve so like whatever hoodie Mm, or like shirt I was wearing I would just hopefully it was like a dark color and I would just let it bleed into the sleeve and like hold my nose as I went to the teacher Mm. um I remember going to the bathroom a lot for that and then I also remember going to the nurse for it so like sometimes I just lay down in like the elementary school little infirmary or whatever and yeah wow that okay that actually reminds me of now I remember also having nosebleeds as a kid but I think I got to like at one point in second grade I got like so many nosebleeds that my teacher like stopped caring and like she was like stopped helping me control them so like I, I just had this distinct memory when I my nose started bleeding in class like right before like reading time or whatever and like <laughs> and I was like yo my nose is bleeding and she was like, "Okay, sit in Yo. the back, <laughs> sit in the back of the room, and like use the paper towels, like the paper towel, like the roll or whatever, and just sit there and like let it stop." And I, I don't think I really knew how to stop it because it just kept bleeding. And it, as a kid, like having a nosebleed is hella embarrassing, you know, <laughs> yeah, like really in front of your friends. <laughs> it was like so embarrassing, and I just like sat there while everyone was reading, and I was just, like trying to be quiet because it was hella quiet. So I was like grabbing the paper towel roll very slowly but it still made the noise you know <laughs> that's what yeah, i remember that teacher, teacher was not okay she did not care it's fine <laughs> like what if you just 
kept bleeding. Like, what if you didn't stop it and it just kept bleeding and then you, like, passed out or something? <laughs> yeah. God. Neglect. Also, <laughs> the story of neglect. Like, Child neglect. <laughs> Low-key, having a nosebleed right now as an adult is still a little embarrassing. <laughs> That's true. But less so, Depending you know. Depending on where like, you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, like, if I were giving a presentation and suddenly my nose started bleeding, I feel like I would not enjoy that. No, no, no. <laughs> not enjoy <that. laughs> Yeah, well. Uh, well, okay. What else happened as a kid? Um, you know, we're lucky that neither of us got our periods in public, like, for the first time. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> that, that's one of my stories. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, you want to go there? Or- uh, yeah, sure. Not the first time, but there have been many times when I bled through my <laughs> pants. Like, so many times at school. I'm not even joking. And all through school, well, when did I? I guess it's mostly high school. But like, it would be on a chair, it would be on my jeans, and like, I would, it was just awful. I think I just like really didn't know how to change things, or like, I didn't know how to like deal with it. I guess because I would just go home with have, like blood all the time. <laughs> did you have pads or anything? Yeah, like I would. I don't think I. I fully understood the concept of like going to the bathroom during school and like changing it because I uh, could not handle yeah. it. Yeah. Does that Dang, ever happen to you? I... Wait, how old was I? I must have been like law school at that point. And I guess I wasn't being helpful. You should have asked me. <laughs> you should have uh... been like, I'm bleeding through my pad every day. Like, why? <laughs> I would have been like, change it. <laughs> not every day. <laughs> also, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, then again, I think that happens to a lot of people. Like, I remember girls in my class dealing with it, too. And we were just like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I think that did happen to me. Not that often, though. Like, I don't have a strong memory of it. But something I'm just going to out myself completely. But something I did for, I feel like, at least a year after I started my period was mm. I don't know why... But I never used pads. I think it was because I didn't want to ask mommy to buy them for me. Obviously, I wasn't going to use a tampon because that shit was scary. And so I just, like, used toilet paper. Like, I just had toilet paper, like, layers and layers of toilet paper in my underwear. That's so like weird. Like a fucking diaper. It was like a thick-ass diaper, yeah. Why would you do that? I don't know. Now that I'm saying it, I don't know why. Because I could have just asked mommy for <laughs> I don't know. Or may- oh maybe maybe mommy told me to do that I don't know maybe like back then we just didn't have an understanding of it or something and so I just did that for mm. too long and then finally I think I got to I mean I guess it was in high school or maybe even in college definitely in college I was not doing that anymore <laughs> <laughs> but at some point I learned how to use pads and then I also used okay. tampons which are just like amazing yeah so. life changed okay um. Well, yeah, okay. So, Dad, the story that I told already was when I threw up and blamed it on my neighbor's cat, which, <laughs> like, every time I hear about that, I mean, every time I tell that story, I kind of have a little <laughs> bit of, like... you hear about it? Yeah. <laughs> every t- I just, like, think about, like, how crazy it was that I did that. <laughs> but as a kid, I was just like, yeah, this makes total sense. Isn't that weird? Like, the th- so a lot of the things I did as a kid, too... I look back and I'm like, well, I was actually literally insane. Like, I don't know why I thought that made sense. But back then, it makes sense. And it's because your brain isn't fully developed. So you, like, think everything you're doing It's actually makes crazy. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it's a good thing that I don't think that's normal anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
you have any throwing speaking, up stories? Yeah, speaking of throwing up, uh, this was in high school, and it's like still one of the most horrible memories of my life. <laughs> so I'm going to take you through this high school day. So I get to school, and we first thing, sometimes we had assemblies like first thing in the morning for some reason. Mm-hmm. And we went, so we all went to this crowded assembly like gym sorry we went to the gym and we all crowded into this assembly and i was for some reason my friends and i were sitting at like the top most row you know like the nosebleeds um in a school gym and so we were sitting there we were all smashed together it was really hot i was wearing a blue sweater wow (laughs) i remember that and i was just so hot i was just like it feels terrible here and then i started getting cold sweats, which now as an adult and like having gone through this, I know is a sign yeah. that I am not something bad is going to happen. Yeah. And so I, I started getting cold sweats and I was like, okay, I'm going to take off my blue sweater and like, you know, try to cool down and just try to chill. And so I made it through the assembly, but as I'm like filing out, I'm like, N- something, nope, something's wrong. Something's bad. It's happening. And like, I'm like, okay, bye. And I run away from my friends, like running down the hallway to the words, the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the hallway, probably actually literally like 10 feet from the bathroom door. I just completely dump my guts, like on, like throw up everything in my stomach on, in the middle oh of the, the linoleum. <laughs> and it's like linoleum floor. So it's like a big, sp- <laughs> like a big splat yeah um and then i because i'm so embarrassed i run through my own puke wait what (laughs) yep i just it it was like i didn't even stop it was just like (laughs) run through the puke run into the bathroom (laughs) like it's just on the way to the bathroom i threw up everything and then went into the bathroom Uh, and so I got puke on my shoes. I think I was wearing flip-flops. That's the other thing. Because oh it was like loud running God. down the hall. Oh, what, also, what kind of outfit was this? Wearing a blue sweater and flip-flops. <laughs> um, but I run into the bathroom stall, like slam myself in there. I think I guess I finished puking. I don't know. And then I'm just like mortified. So I'm like, I can't, like, I, there's no way I can go outside. Did I, you hear you know, people I, outside? Yeah, and that's the other thing, right? I'm, like, running away from an assembly, so there's, like, this horde of people slowly coming behind me <laughs> to go to class. And so it's not, like, <laughs> that was part of the reason. I was, like, I can't, like, I live in this bathroom stall now until You should have just came out and been, like, what the hell happened out here? Who did that? <laughs> no, because, you know, I was 15, so I was, like, everyone's going to know. And it's the worst day of my life. I'm hiding in the stall, and this oh nice person comes in and is like, hey, are you okay? And I'm oh. like, yeah, go away, please. <laughs> and so then I, I don't remember how long I stayed in there, but it must have been quite some time because when I finally – oh, I guess I waited for, like, the cla- for classes to start so there would be fewer people in the hall. Yeah. I waited for the bell to ring or whatever. Uh, didn't give a shit about class, apparently. And then slowly, <laughs> like, slunk out of the bathroom – and by the time I came out, it was all cleaned up and like someone, like a janitor had put a like wet floor sign or whatever. <laughs> I know. And then I um, went to the nurse's office and tried to get mommy to pick me up. And she said she couldn't. So I had to stay at school for the rest of the day. <laughs> Dude, do you and I rem- smell like puke? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That blue sweater. I think that's the reason I remember it because it smelled like puke. And how did you you go to class? Did you go to class? I did. I went to class, but I was too scared to eat anything for the rest of the day because I was worried I would throw up again. (laughs) And so I didn't eat anything all day until last period when someone gave me some like caramel popcorn. Um, Wow. And I ate a little bit of that and I felt okay. And then I was able to go home and I didn't throw up again. Like you took the bus. Like you took the bus home. Yeah. I mean, forget mommy couldn't pick me up. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I think at work. Yeah, I think a theme of these stories is like we realized very early that we cannot depend on our parents to pick us up from school. Because <laughs> to like, pick us up from school. <laughs> dude, after I threw up and blended on the cat, I went to school. Like I knew that it was what I should have done. Like I didn't even go home. Even though I was across the street. I was just like, I need to go to school. There's no other – like my mom will be so mad if I don't get on this bus right now. So. <laughs> especially because you you didn't even throw up the cat did yeah right (laughs) yeah Uh, no school was uh very important and oh my god they were just like you got this no worries that's like a horrendous did your friends know that you threw up that part i don't remember i mean i knowing myself i probably just didn't say anything and like acted like everything was okay But clearly, I remember this day incredibly vividly. Like, yeah. I remember all the details, except, oh like, God. of the morning. So. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for flushing it out. And then, yeah, yeah, you came home and didn't tell anyone. Yeah, I don't remember if I told parents. <laughs> I was just like, I'm here. It's a normal day. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was not something we talked about with our parents. Like, similarly, I one time I ran home from school because I... Or I okay, I got the bus. No, 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 no. Like an hour <laughs> running. I really had to go to the bathroom, like really bad. And I oh. was on the bus and I was just like, I have to go, I have to go when I get home. I ran in absolutely in shambles. Like I could not handle I didn't even take off my backpack, I think. I got like two feet from the bathroom and I, I had I went. I went and I <laughs> And I remember I not only peed, but I also pooped <laughs> in my pants. And I just Wait, remember they were like, <laughs> this is like not that young. This is not that young. <laughs> Definitely middle really school or like fifth or sixth grade, probably. I don't know. Uh, okay. Really bad day. At least I got into the house. But anyways, no one was home. Yeah. So I just like peed in the hallway. I was like, this is happening now. And I pooped in my pants. And I was so like, this could never be found out. I threw my jeans in like well I took the poop out and then I threw my pee <laughs> peed on jeans uh into the laundry basket and then I remember our parents got home or my mom our mom was like what happened to your pants why are you washing them and I was like oh I like slipped in a puddle on the playground <laughs> <laughs> why were we not allowed to talk about see this is why we're doing this now on the podcast break the stigma as fuck that as kids we should have been able to talk openly about pooping our pants i don't know why like yeah i guess i just didn't want to like oh my god it's just so man you must have like do you have like food poisoning or something because like no i think i just just held it for so long yeah yeah no anyways (laughs) so bad uh but that well i mean i is that the only time you've pooped your pants yeah you have like a plethora of <laughs> no no I've only, I've only pooped my pants once but I was a full grown adult like I was like what happened 20 ugh, wait what year was that 
16 I was probably like 24, 24. and wow, I had food okay. poisoning oh it yeah, wasn't, yeah 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 I had food poisoning I had like a stomach virus from the food poisoning for a week and so one day I woke up from a nap and just like had shit my pants oh really like <laughs> it was awful it was you pooped awful. in your sleep so like no as I was waking up like well what the f- I woke up <laughs> Like, I woke up knowing that I had to go to the bathroom because at that time, I had to go to the bathroom, like, every hour. So, all mm-hmm. I did that week was, like, sleep when I could and then wake up and poop. Okay, okay. And then you just or pooped in your pants. Okay. Yeah, as I woke oh. up because I couldn't get to the bathroom. It was it was a terrible – it's just not a funny story. Was it, like, like a poop just... or, like, a shart? <laughs> it was a shart. <laughs> and it was, like, just wetness because I hadn't – like, it was just all wet nastiness because oh I hadn't eaten much. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. thanks. Got the image burned yeah, in my head. Yeah, that. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, poop yeah. is, like, just, I, like, you, you all know I have a fart phobia, so poop is, like, a little bit, you know, weird better. for me to talk about and also deal with oh. myself, but, like, <laughs> one time, oh, better. It is a little better than farts, yeah, but one time I remember I pooped so big that <laughs> <laughs> That I physically had to use my hand to break it up, like, in the toilet for it to flush. Wait, dude, I've done that, too. Yeah, like, it came out in a weird angle, and it just, like, did not go down. I wonder wonder how many other people out there have had that experience. Like, guarantee at least once in your life, yeah. Yeah, at least once. Maybe I should put it on my Instagram. No, but I've done that, that too. Because, like... What are you gonna do, right? Like if you flush it and it doesn't go down, and you don't have a plunger, and you don't have like yeah, something like, else God, to stick oh in it. Oh my god! You can't just leave that huge turd in there for someone else, especially like I don't know. That's just that's rude. So I think yeah, and I think like you. I remember like slowly realizing like what I had to do in that moment, and like <laughs> the sheer like just like despair that I felt because I was like, this yeah. is gonna have to happen. So yes. I know that feeling exactly yeah. well. Oh my god! I feel so um, validated because I have told people that story, and then they're like, "Ew, that's so gross!" and then judge me forever. <laughs> um, but you know, it happens. Like, what yeah. you gonna do? That's my thing. Like, what are you gonna do yeah. if you're in that situation? Are you gonna, you gonna call someone else to come break up the poop for you? No, you're gonna handle it by yourself. You're gonna wash your hands sixty times, and you're gonna move on with your life. That's what you gotta do. I actually have had people deal with my pro- my like messes though in the bathroom like often as a as a child or... no like as an adult too <laughs> oh no uh I should learn I how to plunge a toilet that. myself yeah oh yeah you don't know how to plunge a toilet no oh my god it's great like it's so it's great like, it's, not, it's not hard <laughs> I mean it's not great when there's it's like the poopy water is gonna come out but if it's not okay. like that bad it's it's easy. Okay, okay. Yeah, I will learn. Not today. Thanks. Thanks. Next time. <laughs> Next time we're That's together. Older sister, place, yeah. yeah. I don't have any other bodily function stories. I wrote down or I like thought of one that when I threw up that's like pretty that I remember pretty well, but it's like alcohol related. So I don't know if it counts. Of course it counts. Anything that any fluids that are coming out of you. <laughs> Well, I feel like I have a ton of times when I threw up outside of, like, bars and stuff. But oh, one yeah, time... Well, <laughs> one time, I was coming home from 
the club or something. And I think we had to stop on the side of the road for someone else. I don't know. But anyways, I got out of the car for a second and then I projectile vomited onto some random person's lawn. And this was at like 4 a.m. And then I started rolling around in it without realizing. <laughs> Wait, what? Like I, I sat down after doing that and I forgot that I threw up. So I just like sat in it and like touched it and was like grabbing the grass and stuff. Then later, I <laughs> the story doesn't make sense. Like, why are you later, rolling around in the grass? <laughs> like I was just waiting, I guess. I was just sitting there and like touching it and being all in it and stuff. Later, okay, that's the end of that night. I I honestly don't remember the rest. Like someone helped me, I guess. But later, I realized that that lawn was actually a person that I knew, like lived there, and. Oh. He told me that he watched me and my friends because we were really loud. And he watched me roll around in my own throw up after projectile vomiting. And I, at the time, it was like funny, right? It was like, ha. But then, like, our relationship slowly devolved into like awkwardness because, <laughs> because of that incident. Like, yeah, I think this was like I distanced myself because I was like, this is so bad. He knows something about me. <laughs> this that is he not supposed know. to be seen. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Wait, is one of your friends at school? Yeah, one of my friends at school. But, like, we weren't close like that, you know? So then it just, like, started being really... It started, it started, it started but they must have lived close to campus. Like, I thought yeah. you were throwing up, like... Oh. Close to campus. <laughs> oh, not, like, midtown. No, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow, that's a pretty good story. Yeah, that's, projectile it, vomiting, I'm, I also do often, so... Not often. <laughs> man, control your vomit. <laughs> Uh, this must be a nice orderly stream just kidding no God. vomit is always projectile okay the no. person who walked through her vomit actually. yeah <laughs> no sprinted through her vomit that she projectile vomited on her way to the bathroom yeah. God. oh man although my stories of throwing up from alcohol are not like i have a lot of funny stories of my friends doing it mm. but for myself i mean i just <laughs> This is, I did throw up over the, like, little fence of a really fancy restaurant in Midtown Atlanta one oh, night. What? It was right next to the bar that we were at, so I was, like, roaming around outside the bar. I was like, I fucking have to throw up. And then my friends were, they were also being drunk on the curb. And so I literally leaned over and I threw up over the fence, I think, into, like, a plant that was, oh, that poor plant. But that was part of, like, a really fancy Midtown restaurant. Like a nice one. Oh my god! I can and see so, that. and then I just wobbled away and was like, ah. <laughs> and then, but the next day I was like, oh no! Like, who found that? It's so bad. Oh my god! Yeah, in the moment you're like, it's whole, everything's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I feel better, so I'm good. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. I'm glad we shared those stories. Me too. I'm trying to think if there's any other last minute ones I want to add. Well. And you can cut this story if you don't want to embarrass the person. I won't say their name. But this stream of stories also reminds me of how um, when Hannah and I were buying a mattress for her <laughs> new apartment <laughs> um, and a vague amount of time ago, yes, just yes. to make this as anonymous as possible, the mattress had like huge stains <laughs> on it. <laughs> But hey, like, but like, he didn't tell me beforehand. So like, I went to yeah, pick it up, and then I saw these stains. I was like, "Yo, what are those?" And yeah, and I was with her when we like saw it for the first time, and I was like, "Dude, you sure you want that mattress?" And he like, and he like purposely guy... propped it up so that we wouldn't see them too. And then we flipped it around because we were like, 
<laughs> revealed. <laughs> but then he said that, what did he say? He said it was um, coffee. coffee, right? He was like, oh, yeah, I spilled coffee on my bed. The first day I, I got like, it, I just spilled coffee on it. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, likely story. Like, okay, but honestly, I, I believed him at first because I'm like a very, I just trusted him. And then we left the room, like, we were going downstairs with the mattress, and you were like, dude, that, there's no way that's coffee. It's like, that's not coffee. First of all, that would be a lot of coffee. Like, he, like, literally spilled, like, three cups on it all at once. Also, like, if and, you were laying down, it was, like, it's, like, in the perfect spot for your crotch. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, that's, it's a body-shaped, yeah, body-shaped stain, <laughs> you know, we all know what it is. I don't know why he, I mean, I, I know why he tried to cover it up, because it's, you know, that's that's funny but <laughs> the fact that he tried to say it was coffee made me laugh also the, the fact like that he freaking i know i would i don't oh the I fact would, that he sold it to us <laughs> yeah the fact that he sold it to you is just shameless honestly i, I still probably... give him the benefit of the doubt because i don't want to think of him like that <laughs> you're like it's coffee it's fine it's a latte and then from that yeah. point on like every time i had to wash the sheets i like this close my eyes like I just didn't want to see the mattress <laughs> yeah mm. I probably would have said it was like sweat which like that's also gross but it's like a sweat if you're like a sweaty sleeper like, yeah, I don't know that I makes it, it probably would have just been like my it's like my friend used it or something I don't know <laughs> Not so me. you would have blamed it on someone else <laughs> yeah but at least it's like it makes more you're sense still doing the, you're still doing the blame it on the cat reasoning. oh no <laughs> I haven't grown at all. <laughs> uh, well, do you have any other stories? No, but that was a good one to end it on. Yeah. Keep the well, I mean, I'm sure us. we have... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we have others, and if they come up, we'll share them with y'all. But if you have other... If you have bodily function stories that you want to share, drop them in the comments <laughs> in our Instagram, at Generational Differences. Yes. Give us a follow. Um, drop us a review and a rating. We love to hear from you. Uh, and we hope that you enjoyed this episode. We hope you're enjoying all of our episodes. And if you have any suggestions for what to talk about, let us know. Or we'll yeah. keep doing weird shit like we always do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us your feedback. We love to hear from you. Yay. Thank you for listening. See you guys next time. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.